you can see a lot of the analogies between the 80 team and this team. And I'm not one of these people like, oh, the good old days, Dooley, blah, blah, blah. I mean, clearly I was alive during that time, but I like hearkening back to the junkyard dogs because that is something that you can tie specifically back to Georgia football lore and history and get these kids excited about. So give a chance to put 60 on Vanderbilt to one-up Alabama, <laughs> 60 to nothing. Yeah, he'll do it. But it's not about, it's not about external. It's all about internal. So here we are. Week six is upon us. It's the midway point of the college football season, and Georgia has put itself in a pretty special position, not only with their undefeated 5-0 record, but also by being ranked fifth in the AP poll and sixth in the coaches' poll, respectively. There is zero room for error now, especially against a team you should beat in Vanderbilt. Now, the 17-16 homecoming loss against the Commodores in 2016 should be a distant memory, and it is. This Georgia team is miles ahead of the production and continuity that that 8-5 team was last year. It's time to go to Nashville, execute a solid game plan, and put this opponent away in dominating fashion. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 104 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. On this episode, my co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, join me in reveling just a little bit more on that 41-0 beatdown in Knoxville. And of course, we do discuss Georgia's opponent this weekend in Vanderbilt, but a good bit of this episode surrounds what could be. Should the dogs keep up this pace of play? And towards the end, we, of course, make our picks with some national and SEC games. And special bonus feature, we read some of y'all's podcast reviews and have a new incentive for y'all to give us podcast reviews. So stay tuned. And thanks for tuning us in, of course. Will will kick us off here in just a second. He's in the middle of discussing a couple of other Athens-based podcasts that we are fond of. So just a little context here. So without further ado, here's Will. We're praising those guys too much, though. It's a really good show, and they're really nice guys. But, I mean, let's not forget. Like, this is, you know, this is not... We're not Kilborn to their Stewart. Like, we're well, they, Stewart, I mean, they, and they're, if they get a chance and catch a couple breaks, they're Trevor Noah. They said nice things about me and Bill Conley in the same sentence. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Did Bill Conley like their tweets? Ooh, they're very excited. Oh, my gosh. Bill Conley liked our tweets. <laughs> Bill Conley has numbers to show you why you're wrong. <laughs> I loved I, I, I listened to literally, uh, obviously, I listened to every single one of those podcasts because I can, I, yeah. I, I, I yeah. mock because I love. Yeah. Um, but uh, seriously, like, Okay. I mean, they're in multiple frankly, likes by Bill Connolly now. It's frankly, time to let it go. Frankly, if we, if they had less Stephen Godfrey, I think I never thought I'd say that. If they had less Stephen Godfrey <laughs> on podcasting and played nobody, it would be better. <laughs> yes, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing the Rook and Pond podcast cool. uh, this week. Uh, yeah, really? So, uh, so, so you'll be able to hang out with Tim and Justin. Yes. So cool. But um, we'll see. Well, we'll we're going to have. Uh, I'm just. I'm just not quite sure. I'm ready to let go. Yeah, of this podcast, you should no, you should issue. definitely bring a trident to that podcast. Yes, I, I I'll bring another one. This <laughs> is the can, one you can uh, plan on bringing. You can just threaten trident. Justin from the side, like you know, give him menacing looks. Yeah, I don't know. He's not the band guy. He might be able to take me. A bar guy could probably take. I can take the band guy. I don't know if I can take the bar guy. Till lunch, maybe. <laughs> yeah, take him lunch. I can. I, <laughs> I can take him. To, I mean, the three of us could take. We're all like Justin. Yeah, put some of his food so I can beat him up then. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm surprised they didn't just have all three of us on as like uh, one persona. Well, I think that I, I, if we're asking whether we're going to do a crossover, no, 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 episode, no, I'm talking about on Rook and Pond. Oh, Rook and Pond. Okay, I, don't know. I think they probably 
they probably chose wisely. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Will's uh, quick yeah, on his feet. You got to be over there at like nine in the morning. Like yep. they tape like really early. Uh, That's like nice. right in my prime writing time. So. Do you yeah. play games? Because they play games. Oh yeah, I'm telling them supposed to play a game. Wait yes. a minute, why do they record so early? Oh, because they don't open until ten thirty. Yeah, I, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but yeah, you know, that's, huh. that's my prime. Yeah, that's, that's my prime thinking time. Yeah, me but too. Um, but yeah, so uh, but no, uh, guys, um, I have to say, here's my confession about the game this week. I listened to the whole thing. I have since watched the game uh-huh. uh, that I recorded, but I actually the first listen, uh, the first viewing, as it were, of the Tennessee game was entirely over the radio. Okay, which was very fun because Scott and Zire, right? Yeah, okay. and or and, Zire, however. And and my favorite thing too was I actually had a bunch of errands to run afterward, and there's a bunch of running around. So the po- the uh, the post game show goes on for like nine hours. <laughs> it's really kind of amazing. Right, I think it just wrapped. Yeah, and that's and listen, that's a great game to have a nine hour uh, post game of. <laughs> but here's my personal favorite moment uh, from the radio broadcast of that game: halftime. They uh, you know, they get the Kirby interview at halftime. I don't know if he did an interview on TV or not, but he got they got the Kirby interview at halftime, and uh, and he goes over to him and he's like, Kirby, uh, how about that first half? And he's like, you know, he did some things right. Uh, Would have liked to have a couple of those timeouts uh, late. Uh, we we wasted two of those timeouts that had come in handy against against teams, but we're not up this hot. We're really going to miss those timeouts, so we're going to have to correct that in the second half. And, oh, and I was like, okay, now you're impersonating Saban a little too much. Well, <laughs> and they, the the interesting thing is they forced Tennessee to call a timeout early. Yeah, now that yeah. was awesome. That, that was, was awesome. That and that was very also very Saban. And yeah. that, but that was cool. I love that. And again, that's like kind of like the creativity. Like that's that is the. We talk about like the schemes and like how they've been smarter and how they've been prepared. That is actually like confident coaching. Do you think they would have run a play because Tennessee had their punt return team on? And we had our first team offense out there. You know, it's interesting. I, I I have to go back and look because I'm sitting here thinking about when you're talking about that was, that was the early in the early third, in the third quarter, right when we yeah. the first the first kickoff right basically we got the ball back. Uh, yeah, we got the ball after yeah. after yeah. half. Um, I, I just remember when they called the timeout thinking. What a defensive alignment is Tennessee in? <laughs> because clearly we're, we're, we're going for it. But yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? And all I could think of was like, yeah, I like our chances here. Because yeah. you said that about all the plays. Right. One of the things I think we were criminally negligent in not talking about uh, with the wrap up was how well Roquan Smith played. Oh my gosh. Um, I went back and, and looked at some of those um, some of those plays. I mean, he just had the most perfect form shuck of a. Of a, a Offensive guard. And then tackled Kelly. And tackled Kelly. Yeah. I mean, just went up. He met him at the point of attack. He moved him to one side and just waited for Kelly to run into his weight and arms. It was the. It was literally. It was like WWE. It was. It was off just the turnbuckle. Incredible. Just maybe incredible. it was like Goldberg spearing. It was almost like that. Yeah. You know, he t- yeah. lost the guy to the side. Well, yeah. it was. It was great. And then after Tyler Clark got done sportsman, like he had a game. I forgot how big a game he had in the second half. Um, I mean, he. he single-handedly tackled Kelly in the backfield, basically took his blocker, moved his blocker all the way back, and as he was getting tackled by his blocker, reached out and did a form tackle on Kelly around the knees. Well, we're going to need that with Thompson out. Yeah, I think in Thompson, I mean, you know, talking about injuries, Thompson um, and Carter both, certainly Thompson and probably until Florida. Who knows about Carter yet? I mean, clearly had a concussion. I mean, he, he looked utterly baffled about where he was after he got hit there. Um, it's funny, Danielson kept, I don't, we don't really know what happened. He got slammed the turf. It's clearly why. I mean, he took a knee to the head. And if you look at the play, you can't actually see it happening, but he took a knee to the head. So, um, 
but we didn't miss a beat when Thompson and Carter went out, and that's that's really good news. I mean, we knew we had a deep offensive front seven, I mean, defensive front seven, but man, had no idea. I mean, we're playing with, it's incredible. This is incredible. I, I told y'all earlier, I have no, I still have no framework with which to process the way we're playing football right now. The, uh, on the solid verbal this week, I don't really listen to solid verbal this week, but uh, Dan Rubenstein had a very uh, great, um, you know, in a very uh, excellent way to describe the way Georgia was playing defense in this game. He said that the entire, particularly the entire second half, they were like a group of boys, like a group of kids that uh, you tell them, okay, you guys have to come in. And you're like, they're like, oh, like, okay, 15 more minutes. And the way that they play <laughs> for that 15 more minutes Yay! is so full yeah. of exuberance. We get to keep doing it. This is amazing. And that is, frankly, perfect. It was perfect. exactly yeah. what it was yeah. like. And to me, that is... A, a really good sign that Dan Rubenstein is very awesome. <laughs> he's, a, he's a really smart guy college football. But also that that's something that even with Georgia teams we've liked in the past, even with teams that we've been excited about, even with defense we've been excited about, there is something else going on. There is something extra happening. You see how excited they get to put the pads on mm-hmm. uh, after a play. And like there is something individually with this team and this defense, the way it plays, in addition to just the talent that they have with the schemes they put together, there's just a joy that they have. And that's the type of thing that only builds on itself. Like that's like it's funny, like not to the most probably the most famous defense of all time is nineteen eighty five Bears. But like for the first couple of games that year, they were good, but like they were still just kind of figuring it out. But then once it got going, they had one shutout and they nailed another game. And next thing you knew, they were the Chicago Bears defense. And I think that's the thing you're kind of seeing with Georgia defense now, is it's not only good, but like it's obviously been great, but you're seeing this they start to snowball and you're starting to see them be more excited and start to see them even more kind of coming together and more confident. And that, that once that really gets going, that's a hard thing to stop, particularly, frankly, when they're not going to be facing, even though they're going to face some pretty good teams, but they're not facing, like they're not going up against a Mike Leach team. They're not going up against a team that's going to like exploit that kind of over aggression. They're going against kind of normal SEC defenses, and none of which are particularly great. That could become like a really fun thing later. I think one of the things that we've neglected to draw praise towards is our secondary, because you think about the game McGee had back there. Of course, JRE showed JRE showed up again. DeAndre Baker, Malcolm Parrish is just playing lights out. I mean, you're not even talking about the safeties and, and everything. Just those corners right there. What's the freshman guy? LeCount. Yeah. Not, he hadn't even been seen since that first game. Yeah. And you thought you were going to have to rely on him. So I think McGee, I mean, really stood out for this past game. Well, the thing that I like most out of our defensive backfield is um, I think it's really stark how much having Malcolm Parrish back yeah. changes. I mean, he came in and played a fair amount in the Mississippi State game. He played uh, probably three quarters of the snaps. His at tackles this game. are like form. It's just everybody's everybody's. We had we had zero. We graded out zero missed tackles in this game. <laughs> I mean, when you Georgia is leading the nation in three and outs and causing three and outs. Sixty two percent of all of Georgia's drives are ending on punts and posing. That does not count the turnovers, yeah. which, by the way, there's been five the last three two games. <laughs> yeah, including so, including the one off their one good play. Yeah, right. Including the one <laughs> which off they follow. It's funny when you it's funny when I mean, when you watch that play again, like that play looks like it's over like three times, mm-hmm. and they're still going at it. All which is a good for the guy carrying the ball, but b particularly good for how Georgia is following him all the way through mm-hmm. and eventually breaks through. I mean, I was trying to think other than Fromm's interception, like what was a bad play. 
I think in the this first game. quarter was rough. I mean, the first quarter they looked disjointed. It was a little choppy. They looked predictable. It was run, run, pass again. Even just read the timeline on Twitter, people are getting real frustrated, yeah. real worried because yeah, we were up. Right. But you know, and, and also to have to kick a field goal on that yeah. turnover on the and the short fact field. that Tennessee wasn't doing anything, And they weren't and doing anything, right. and you just worried that right. okay, this is the game where everything goes wrong. Right. 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 Well, and but you know, Wynn had his first shaky outing. And it was only really a fir- the first quarter. He got beat a couple times, whether it's blown assignment or just flat out beat remains to be seen. I mean, Fromm got hit hard a couple times off of. Uh, he did get hammered on that one where he scrambled. Well, then he scrambled. Then yeah. he's got to learn. I mean, I, I hate to nitpick. I really hate to nitpick. But in this situation, I don't because I've seen Georgia called enough targeting penalties. That was really close to a target penalty. <laughs> that's I mean, a, he that's, was that's right. he was clearly going in for the head. You could debate whether or not he's defensive. I, I, I tell you what, and this one was waved off, but the hit that Bellamy put on uh, Dak Prescott uh, last week was not nearly the same hit. He was playing against the Cowboys last week. Not Dak Prescott. Sorry, Nick Fitzgerald. Nick Fitzgerald. Uh, Nick Fitzgerald. Well, you know, yeah. he knocked uh, he knocked him into thinking he was. Dak he Prescott. did. I mean, but you know that the hit that. That Fromm took was a worse hit than what Nick Fitzgerald hit took against that, and they it's like four people threw a flag on that. So, you know, it's. I mean, we, it, it, we're, but, we're nitpicking, but, but, but the first okay. the first fifteen minutes were we were still up about ten points, yeah. but the first fifteen minutes did offer some moments of. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. I mean, remember. The Fromm interception was at the 27-yard line or 34-yard yeah, line. Yeah, they were very helpful to turn it right back they over. Were, they were that very, very gracious hosts. Yes. Very yes. gracious host. Mm-hmm. So, you know. It, but that was that, probably one of the few times Rocky Top got played on that turnover. I, I kind of feel like that's one of those things that this almost has to be the, known as the game where they, they barely played Rocky Top. Like, yeah, I'm like, and, and then you saw at the end, Georgia fans are mockingly yeah. singing Rocky Top, which yeah. I thought was fantastic. Uh, well, no Tennessee fans were there to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the band left early. Uh, I love the fact this is a preview podcast, and we're still just like, there's nothing wrong. We're just wandering in the memories. 41 to 41 zero. 41 to nothing. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Cuatro uno y zero. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my head right. We have Vanderbilt this weekend, guys. Well, they yes. did beat us last year, 17 to 16. Yes. 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 On homecoming. On homecoming yes. at homecoming. noon. And, and frankly, if we give up a 95-yard kickoff return, you might run out of a section 122 and try to tackle the guy. Oh, I still, Dr. Goldstein and I have some things to talk about about that again. What went wrong in that game? Was there anything unusually wrong that went in that game, or was it just generally? Like, I mean, Georgia. I, I mean, it still felt like Georgia was a better team in that game. I think we'd all agree that Georgia was a better team in that game, and things we seem to be kind of conspiring against them a little bit. Sorry, Tony this is where I pour another drink. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, they kind of conspire. Uh, we kind of conspire against them, uh, against us a little bit. But still, like it's hard to imagine. Even with last year's team, as frustrating as team last year was, it's still hard to imagine the team that beat North Carolina, the team that beat Auburn, the team that actually was kind of fun in that bowl game. I know some people didn't watch it, but like that was kind of a fun bowl game and kind of a nice little precursor. Even in, with Cheney, frankly, was like there was a there was a sprightly kind of new cre- creativity in that game that I think is actually carried over a little bit to this year that we didn't see then. It's hard to imagine that team is that same team that lost to Vanderbilt last year because not only did everything kind of conspire against them that game and everything kind of went wrong, but the whole thing just felt stuck in the mud from the get-go uh, in that game. 
Is there anything that Vanderbilt did in that game? Is there anything? Remember, Vanderbilt's got a nice win on their on their measure this year. Was, uh, this is not a terrible team. That uh, argument can be made that Vanderbilt might be better than Tennessee this year. I think that's so. Maybe well, it's thirty four nothing. Remains to be seen. <laughs> uh, but I think last year, I mean, literally, Zach Cunningham, I think, had twenty three tackles. Yeah, including that the biggest one on that fourth down play where Nick Chubb was some for some reason running fullback and Isaiah mm-hmm. McKenzie was. Is is uh, the tailback two but consecutive plays? Two consecutive <laughs> plays. Yeah, we we've run that into the ground. But yeah, I think I think a lot of it had to do with they had they had a dude back there and he just we had a monster game and he had a monster game and yeah. I mean now he's playing for the Texans. Yeah. Um, did you see Isaiah this week? By the way, did he? I've, I've looked for him. But oh, he was awesome for Denver this week. Was he? Yeah, he had what like a he, he had a huge he had a huge kickoff return and actually caught a pass and uh, he, he was he was nice for Denver. It's good week. to see. Well, it would be good to see. I didn't see it. Yeah. I will tell you right now how we lost this football game. Here's Vanderbilt scoring drives. Two plays, two yards, touchdown. <laughs> uh-huh. hey, boy, that's a cock killer. Cock killer, cock killer. Sorry. That's a clock killer. Four plays, seven it's yards, field goal. Georgia, nine plays, 51 yards, field goal. 14 plays, 84 yards, field goal. <laughs> Five plays, 20 yards, field goal. You lose that game because you don't put points yeah. on the board when you have opportunities. Right. Now we, I mean, we outgained them by three hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, honestly, what happened in that game is they got punched in the mouth early and never responded mm-hmm. to it in the right way. And that's, I, I mean, I, I hope we don't see that this year. But <laughs> at some point, we're liable to. And you know, I don't. I feel much more comfortable about what this team is going to do than than last year. Um, I mean, it just feels different. It really does. Well, you feel mentioned different. it on the last podcast. I really think that we underestimate the value of those four seniors coming back. Mm-hmm. I mean, senior leadership just through and through. Yeah, two on defense, two on offense. Yeah, and I keep having this conversation with uh, with people, and I'm you know we at some point we'll probably we'll have to have the from Easton discussion, but and we can have it now as far as I'm concerned. But my my theory on this hasn't changed. It really doesn't matter to me at this point. I, I trust whatever decision the coaches make because they're clearly making very good he decisions. It sounds like Hootie Johnson from uh, the Augusta from the National. National. <laughs> if I drop dead, my if position If I drop dead, my position will not change. Um, <laughs> except for he doesn't use big words. He's a South Carolina grad. Um, so, you know, the, the thing about it, though, is that Everybody continues to want to compare freshman from and freshman Eason, and it's not really a fair comparison. Um, from has a much better offensive line, um, clearly has an offensive coordinator who has a, a better sense of what he has, but most importantly, he has a defense that's utterly different than the defense from last year. And that is what I mean, we could sit down and look at the end of the season and see some cracks in the offensive armor somewhere along the way. It's going to be really hard after five games to see, to look back and like, oh, that was all smoke and mirrors about our defense. It, it's, I think we probably should talk about Fromm recently. I just kind of learned on my phone right now that Kirby Smart will not say who his starter is. Is he texting you? Uh, yes. No, I, I uh, curbs. 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 <laughs> Jinx. Curbs. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, Kate, Was Kate that Alexa Smart. texting you no, that no, she talked no, to Curbs? I, 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 I'm, I'm a busy guy. I need notifications to keep me alerted. And um, so the, uh, to me, I, listen, for the record, I still think, I'm, I honestly believe that, in, that this team is 
has more opportunities to score points with Jacob Eason as a quarterback than Jake Fromm. Not because I think Jake Fromm is a bad quarterback to any stretch of the imagination. And every week he does a little bit more to make me question this position. Yeah. There's no, there's no, no question about that. However, I still think that eventually you're going to need to make a big throw right to the exact spot. And I, we have not seen, we've seen Jake Fromm make some nice throws. With no question. In Notre Dame, he made a couple of those. Yes, he's made some nice throws. And I, to me, that mistake last week, Eason made that mistake a couple of yeah. times. Like there's, there's, there's no like specific thing against Fromm on that. But I do think that particularly with when you start facing the really big dogs, the teams that can score with you, you're going to need – you might be down late and need a big shot downfield. And I still have yet to see Fromm – I've seen him make good throws downfield. I've yet to see him make that pinpoint 15 yards, bam, right on the button throw because he just doesn't have the arm that Eason does. And for me, I think you're going to need that arm, and I don't think Eason has been bad enough in the time that he's played to make you think, oh, he's like a Cutler guy that's got like a big arm but, but, but can't hit that. And, it, that, and, that, and I mean, honestly, like that, that, and that's not to say that and I, that's definitely not a criticism of Fromm. Fromm is not Grayson Lambert. <laughs> I know Lambert has been my ballywick on this podcast. Um, he, I, I, well, it's a good thing he wasn't around when Joe Cox was here. Oh boy, <laughs> ginger ninja. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but uh, I will say that I still kind of believe that right now. I think even with saying all that, Eason, it's got to be from. It's got to be from until you. I, and maybe you work it in a little bit more. Maybe maybe if they get another lead, you put Easton a little bit more. It's not like they asked Easton to really do anything last week. It was really but yeah. Not. No, that I mean that's the closest thing to running out the clock we did is have yeah. Easton hand the ball off eight times. Yeah. So to to me, maybe you see a little bit more than that. But I still feel like Easton has not been a bad enough quarterback, and Fromm has not been a obvious incredible downfield threat. He's got Moxie. He's smart. He makes generally good decisions, and he is excited. He gets you excited. From is like it's funny. One of the things that, that I the, the thing that that tilts me a little bit on this sometimes is when you hear, frankly, other players on Georgia talk about From. Because remember, From can't talk. He said the freshmen aren't allowed to talk. No. So you hear them talk about him, and they're all just like, "Oh, you just wait. You just wait." And maybe I'm just forgetting things people said that way about Eason, but certainly it feels like there's an extra level of excitement for that. I just think now we're in the real deal. Like this seems. Five and zero. Oh, this team is ranked six in the country. Like this is serious now. Like this is not like Fromm is like a leader. He's a freshman. He's going to take his lumps. Like this is getting very serious now. If, for this team to be number six in the country or five in the country, depending on your poll, I feel like if you're that level of serious, you need the dude with the big arm at some point this year. So maybe you keep working both of them back together. Maybe you give Easton a little bit more reps. Maybe you do all Spurrier idea. Maybe and then then and cross them in and out a little bit more. But I still feel like you're going to need Jacob Easton to win a game at some point this year. And so the idea that just give it to Fromm and see if Easton transfers at some point, I don't think you can do that. Yeah, and I think you're probably right about that. I frankly, I think if if we hadn't had a shutout going, we might have seen Easton a series earlier. I think there was a level of pride in shutting out Tennessee, particularly after what happened last season. And frankly, you know, you can say coaches don't worry about these things, but I think there is a level of 
attention to optics in that way. I saw Kirby after that game. Right. He and was it, amped. And it's not, it's not about sending a message outside. It's about right. the internal yeah. message, right? Yeah. That if we can do this, we can do everything we've talked about since January, whatever. Since the sign, since signing day, so you know, I, I think and this might be uh, this might lead into our our Vandy preview, actual preview, is that it'll be really interesting if we get a you know a big a sizable lead in the third quarter, but Vanderbilt has scored. Whether we see Eason earlier in the game than we did this past week, because clearly he's ready to play. You don't put him in if he's not. He's not ready to play. Yeah, Even if, he, if it's handoff, you, you send Bryce Ramsey in yeah. just to hand the ball. Right. Right. If he's compromised in any way, you don't. Yeah. No. You don't. It. You don't take the chance of hurting the kid. Even right. if. Even if your plan, you're not going to say this out loud. Even if your plan is, he's already said, start looking for schools. Right. right. You're still not going to put him in and get him hurt. You're just not going to do that. Um, so it. I think you're right. I think it does. There is a, a level of um, either one. Um, They've been holding back on from and from has the capability to, to make the passes that, and I'm not talking about the the, the Missouri pass to Isaiah McKenzie. Right. I'm talking about the Tennessee pass, right, the, right, right. the 47 yard downfield caught on the goal line at the numbers turned around like this yes. catch, right? Um, I, know we, I mean, I know it's been a while, but like Eason has got a gun, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, he <laughs> he he loves back four times last season, <laughs> yeah. right? And one of those we lost because. Yeah. Um, but that's he, sort of wasn't his fault. No, well, I, I mean, did he did not? He ran on the field. Was he offsides on the kickoff? I don't think it was him. Did he not defend the pass? I, I don't know. remember. There, there, because there, the, the way that, the way, it, way it's been explained to me is Easton can't win. There were a lot of odd special teams decisions last year, so perhaps he was on the kickoff squad. But right. that seems unlikely. And we speaking of odd special teams, eighteen straight. Touchbacks. No, but, the, but they lost. It ended. It ended. He lost. No, he got eighteen in a row, though. Yeah. But, I mean, I tweeted or yelled. It's my favorite play. Eighteen straight times. If you had told me last year <laughs> that Rodrigo Blankenship was going to kick the ball eighteen straight times and they would not return it, I would have asked you what kind of drugs you have, <laughs> because it is the, the concept of that last season was nuts. No. I mean, you got to the point where Danielson was making comments like, "Yeah, sorry, I talked over there. I just knew he's going to kick them all out of the end zone." <laughs> like he did, he was like literally talked over the play because he knew Blankenship was going to kick the ball. Matter of fact, the, when they returned the ball. Nestler was like, oh, he's going to return it. No, <laughs> <laughs> I still prefer to think that this is an ongoing Kirby screwing with Blankenship's head. Oh, you didn't get one, you di- you didn't get uh, one touchback? You're not kicking the next field goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just an ongoing mess with well, his head. Well, maybe that was it because <laughs> yeah. Martin, Martin kicked that field goal. Take That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not kicking the next they field goal. They sent Scott Sinclair to take his goggles away. <laughs> Blankenship's like, oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> and his dad is somewhere <laughs> going, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> so let's get into Vanderbilt real quick. So Ralph Webb, nineteenth uh, year there. senior. Yeah. Uh, I assume he is nearing the SEC uh, lead in number of carries, considering he's been playing there since um, uh, Bobby Johnson was coach. And um, yeah, I mean they're. <laughs> I mean, Shermer's a decent quarterback. Shermer's a good quarterback. I mean, uh, he showed it last year against Georgia. But they they continue to be. Their result against Alabama, notwithstanding uh, a defensive-minded team with some offense, and you know the key to beating them is is the same thing that we saw this past week. We're going to run the ball a lot. We're going to tire them out, and you you hope your defense really holds them to the point where they just kind of give up. Yeah. I think that, I mean I joked with this earlier, but I, you could make an argument that Vanderbilt has shown more so far this year than Tennessee has. Like that win that that, 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 that they beat North Carolina. That, that was a South Carolina, North Carolina. Yeah, they, but they beat South they, Carolina. They beat they beat Kansas State. 
schedule. Yeah, they became Alabama, State. Florida, Georgia. Yeah. Well, they made, also made the mistake of saying they wanted Alabama. Right, that right. was yeah. they. I think they and everybody them. in the SEC West was like, just keep, keep your mouth yeah. closed. Yeah, that's what Ole Miss was trying to do. For the record, Mississippi was like, we didn't say that. We what said nothing. <laughs> and you see what happened to them. Yeah, exactly. Well, they scored three points. They did. They did. They got on the board. Alabama let them score three points. Yeah, and it was a petty, petty, uh, pity field goal. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I think that I, I think that's kind of the thing is I think but I think you can make an argument that they're better than Tennessee or at least equal to Tennessee. Let's, let's make that argument because it sounds sounds good and it makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but the thing is is I think you touched on this, Tony. Without question, there was a we are going to get Tennessee back for what has happened to us. Well, you with, know they celebrated that during their spring game. They actually had a cardboard cutout. And they had a bunch of celebrities. I think T. Martin was out there, and they all got to throw from where Josh Jobs was on yeah. the field to try to hit that target in the end right. zone. And as bad as that Vanderbilt loss was last year, I doubt that there's that level of intensity no. for this no, game. No, because uh, Jimmy Franklin and Todd Grantham aren't on opposing right. sidelines anymore. And I think that's not for nothing, but like... That, I think that can come up somehow. I mean, like, there's no question. I think this is still a very easily winnable game for Georgia, but I don't expect it to be 41 to nothing. Well, there's been some weird stuff happening up in, in Nashville recently. I remember uh, Drew Butler basically saved a game because a punt went over his head and he tackled the guy. Oh yeah, what like four six yeah, years ago? That would ago. have been yeah, uh, twelve maybe. Yeah, you know, we should have lost that game. We yeah. actually we, we we escaped and then we you know a couple of, we've run. lost two out of four to them. thirteen. It was less than thirteen, right? Yeah, thirteen. Remember, saw my son Charlie's yeah. first road game, and I remember him sitting there in the stands going like, "This is not supposed to happen." There's like. <laughs> We're we're better than he's like kept yelling it and you know some I'm kind of impressed you let him go to another game some well uh, <laughs> so he was a black plague of death for a while um, but you know his his first game was the Joe Cox Miracle game against uh, against Colorado so, oh wow yeah. With Ralphie in the Ralphie in the we actually tailgated by Ralphie Ralphie was right over set up by us at the Did Coliseum. you know that well Ralphie came to Sanford Stadium Ralphie. The Buffalo. Roughly the Buffalo. Oh, you know, you know where we tailgate the like yes. metal. Yep. The, I mean, the the brick pad area oh. right over where no, they I set up for TVs for basketball games. Uh-huh. Ralphie was pinned right there. That's how close Ralphie <laughs> oh, was tailgating to us. That's, that's the, um, that must have been so much poo. There was a lot of poo. It did smell very gamey. Um, but you know, having said all that, yeah, we went up there. That was the uh, Reverend Ray Drew and. Um, 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 Ramik Wilson got kicked out of the game for specious um, targeting penalties. I mean, literally, that game was probably the reason why they – because now they included the actual review where they can overturn it because right. it was – Yeah, because they both, didn't – They, they didn't were both clearly just flat out – they were they were, they were were bad calls. Pen wager, the ghost of Penwagers was well alive there. Um, it has been the house of horrors. Um, and I'm not saying that we we can lose this ball game. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend otherwise. I mean, because I've gone up there enough and seen that enough – where we've gone in, clearly outmatched Vanderbilt on paper, clearly outplayed everything that they outplayed them up till game five, four or five, six in the season, and walk away with a, you know, a two point loss because somehow we underestimated some them. Some weird thing happened. Some here. weird thing yeah. happened. You get something crazy go down. Um, you know, I mean, they, and they, I mean, look, they're legit on defense. They they have three guys in the top ten in tackles and. Um, Emmanuel Smith, um, LaMarcus Wiley, and the other guy, whatever his name is now, uh, Owen Barks, two really good linebackers and a defensive back. The problem is their defensive line is is small, um, especially smaller than what we've been before. Um, but, you know, Tennessee's defensive line is massive. Um, 
you know, the key to this game in my mind is how well we can run the ball. I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of throwing again because you don't have to. You don't have to throw to beat. Um, you have to throw to beat Vanderbilt. I mean, Alabama had what 560 rushing yards against them. Um, <laughs> I mean, like literally everybody that's, that touched yeah. the ball averaged over right. 10 yards a carry. That's that's amazing. I mean, like that's amazing. That's that is amazing. That's not like you know, like Navy. Doing no, that. and it, yeah, it wasn't on. It wasn't on 94 <laughs> right. plays. Either. Right, it was like right. 60 plays. Right. They, they nearly averaged 10 yards a play. So you know, you go in, you execute your game plan, you play well within yourself defensively. It, this game has all the hallmarks of being a game that's like this past week. When you look back at it, it was well within hand, uh, middle of the second quarter, um, and it never really felt, especially after after the second drive of the third quarter, it never even felt like it, there was any chance. Like they, I mean, Tennessee. I didn't think Tennessee quit. They certainly didn't quit the way LSU did against Mississippi State. Oh, um, oh well, I thought you meant Troy. Well, they, oh, they I don't think I don't think they quit against Troy. That's I actually, actually started. Yeah. I just think they never started. That's actually the sad part. Yes. is that they did not yes. quit against Troy. Um, I, you know, I don't think. I, and I, I mean, I, I don't think Vandy is going to roll over. Um, I don't think. Now, if we get put in a position where we can make it sixty to nothing, um, I don't think Kirby's afraid to do that. And again, it's this is not about an external message if he does. Is is all about the eighty five men that put on the red and black and hang out in that locker room. It really is. I love, by the way, I love some of the comments this week. It's like, you know, some somebody actually asked questions. This is kind of make you think of, you know, it's Alabama like, right? So I prefer to think of us more more like junkyard dogs. And that was a really savvy part uh, move on his part because the the easy simple answer is like, you know, we, we yeah we'd love to emulate Alabama, blah blah blah. No, we're establishing our identity, yeah. and you, you outside can make that comparison if you want. And frankly, we have here on the podcast. And I but mean, internally, it's, it's quite reasonable. It's quite reasonable, right? <laughs> right. There's, I, I see no harm in that. <laughs> but internally, their idea is no, we're not Alabama. We're Georgia. You're going to have to deal with us being Georgia, and that's just the way it is. So, um, well, you brought up junkyard dogs, mm-hmm. and if you pull up the 1980 Coke bottle championship Coke bottle, ah. you can just look. And there were three games that they shut out their opponent that yeah. year. Yeah. Um, they did it against Texas A&M, and they were not in the SEC back then. Uh, Vanderbilt and Kentucky. Yeah, and actually, if you look at read read the scores off, George. That's a, another season where Georgia got better and better, and better as the season went along. I mean. You know, Bill Conley uh, did. He did a great book called "The Fifty Best with an Asterisk uh, Football Teams of All Time." He included this eighty Georgia team on there because they were probably the quote unquote worst national champion over the last forty years. And worst meaning, you know, least least dominant. I guess the right way of putting it. And we started out um, the sixteen fifteen game in Tennessee. That's the Bill Bates, Herschel Walker, Truck and Bill Bates. Uh, they took care of A and M. This was a terrible A and M team, and then lost uh, beat Clemson. 20 to 16. Again, this was yeah. Clemson the next year when they're their their first national well, championship. Well, well, then, yeah. Right. And then they held TCU to three. Ole Miss scored 21. And then Vanderbilt, Kentucky, 0 0, South Carolina 10. Florida scored the most points they had scored in a long time against Georgia at 21. Uh, but then the offense got rolling 31 uh, 21 against Auburn, 38 20 against a Georgia Tech team at the time who did not finish out with a great season but had tied number two. Uh, Notre Dame. So, you know, this was a team very much like our current team that as the season went along, they got better and better. It's like the 85 Bears analogy, right? They weren't the 85 Bears at the beginning of the season. They were just, they were a 
They were a pretty good yeah. NFL defense they were that had a, a lot of good parts. The, and, and they disappointed the playoffs the year before. Right, disappointed the playoffs. Right. And they lost to Miami. Was Miami the only, on Monday night. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, we mentioned it, so uh, Larry Zonka just popped some champagne. Uh, but you know they is Larry Zonka still alive? Yeah, yeah. Jim Cat, yeah. yeah. Mercury cool. Morris, Mercury Morris. Yeah. yeah, Mercury Morris is the one that's always like making the biggest deal out of it. But you can see a lot of the analogies between those two teams, um, the eighty team and this team. And I don't, I don't make this. I'm not one of these people like, oh, the good old days, Dooley, blah blah blah. I mean, clearly I was alive during that time, but I like hearkening back to the junkyard dogs because that is something that you can tie specifically back to Georgia football lore and history and get these kids excited about. So give a chance to put 60 on Vanderbilt to one-up Alabama, <laughs> 60 to nothing. Yeah, he'll do it. But it's not, about, it's not about external. It's all about internal. You know, I think when we go back, and that maybe the last thing on this game is to think of the – I've become actually a little bit obsessed – with the uh, with the Tony Waller pyramid of success, <laughs> and uh, which is basically each game is a bit of a different test that we mm-hmm. needed mm-hmm. to learn about this team and this coaching staff and what they're doing. Uh, first was obviously uh, Appalachian State, a better team than you might think. It's funny to think back now that, but there was concern about this game. People were picking them to win, and I felt like a lot of like I think a lot of people, Georgia fans, that were doing that. Yeah, it's App State. It's a pay, we're paying them game. That game doesn't matter. But listen, remember there were there were uh, Feinbaum, uh, Phil Steele had uh, had App State as the Power Five representative because he thought they were going to be Georgia. So like you know this stuff is so there's that game. Then you've got tough road game against uh, against a obviously a classic team in Notre Dame. Then you've got the okay. Can you wipe out a team you're supposed to wipe out? Who, frankly, I haven't. What has Sanford Sanford done since? I need to ask that because our friend Matt Adair uh, went to Sanford and he was like, "This team is really good." And Sanford, I say, it's funny that it's, I think Sanford has the last offensive touchdown against Georgia. Is worth remembering. So Sanford was a little bit better than you might think, but they still no problem. Everything cool. Okay, can you handle a hot team? And the only in? long drive on the season touchdown. Yeah, was was, was the, only one, Georgia, the only one, the only one, absolutely. Yeah. And have we have we seen a Sanford? Well, I was about to say, App State's forty two in Bill Conley's S and P plus, like right now, forty second. Right. They're yeah. two and two. Uh, they've but lost to Wake in Georgia. They've lost to Wake in Georgia, but they are forty second. Uh, Mississippi State is somewhere. I want to say they're in the mid twenties. Uh, they're at thirty now. Uh, Notre Dame is checking in at sixteen. Uh, and Georgia is currently at 10th. And this is the last season. The preseason projections matter. Uh, the last week, the well, preseason right. projections matter. What Bill Conley does is he they're very weighted towards preseason projections and what they did last season. And, of course, Georgia's offense last year was – our, our defense was middle of the road. The offense was abysmal. Special teams was even more abysmal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. watching him far enough, I bet they're three next week. Unless something goes wrong this week, I imagine they're behind. So the way it concert. happens, it kind of resets after this week. Yeah, and, but they just so they'll takes, take a big jump. Yeah, yeah, that'd could. be my guess. They could, yeah, and yeah. Uh, um, and maybe I can get him to like one of my tweets by saying that. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I'm trash talking. Wow. Um, but the point is, is every test has been passed. Every test, but you have Mississippi State. Can you handle that game? Tennessee, can you get fired up for this team that has caused you such pain over the last two years and really just frankly humiliate them as you did? Now you have a different kind of challenge. Now you have 
a game after a big emotional game like Tennessee. Right. You have a team that's a little better than like this isn't this isn't not this is not a team at the absolute bottom, but a team that's a little bit better. Can you handle a game like this where you still it's a it's a come down after a huge win, a team that is still quite motivated to beat you, that sees you as a hot thing, that has a history of success, very recent history of success against you. Can you handle that game on the road? Can you take care of business in a def- Definitive way, that's this week's test. And not to downplay this, the first noon kickoff of the season. Yes, 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 yes. Really? 11 Central. 11 Central. Body clock. Um, yeah, I think that's that's right. I mean, I I, I continue to, to kind of cling to, because that's the, that's the blanket that makes me feel better at night. Right. Right? You know, the, the kind of pyramid of success or the, the, the success of test. I mean, Vanderbilt is a place where, you know, a lot of these guys lost two years ago, yeah. right? And definitely lost this year, right? We've lost two in a row to them. No, that's no, that's right. Yeah, two in the last three. That's right. Sixteen, and then in '94, and that's the, those are the only three losses so in the two, past twenty-five four. years. Right. I thought we lost no six. So they're two and two since I got here. Think of it that way. Yeah, they lost in '94. So Rob clearly, won. Will is the black angel of death. Yes, yes. Um, so, but you know, you you go on the road you take care of business and a noon kickoff that's going to be a weird game because the big ball of the stars still up in the sky early and because you know we don't play night game we only play night games now um, including missouri including missouri, missouri. you think it'll be a blackout yeah, should. sure. Why it not? Yeah, let's it go does with that. seem the most it likely. Let's go with that. Yeah. Unless, unless they lose this week, unless yeah. they lose this week, in which case he may not let them wear pads. Yeah. Um, did you see? Did you see? Yeah. Did you see when we had uh, Martin kick that field goal? The over under last week was forty. <laughs> he kicked that field goal, and it was 41. oh the Georgia Tennessee game was forty. Yeah. yeah. No. Over under was forty. The over under. Oh, the over under. I thought I was and, like, and he we kicked were, a field goal for forty one. Yeah. Well, you know, Vegas is really good at this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing before we uh, is there more we want to do on Vanderbilt. No, well, watch out for Ralph Webb. Uh, the the SEC's oldest running back. Um, Kyle Shermer is pretty good, and you know you have to take care of business. You can't. The, I think the the hardest thing in my mind is after two successive shutouts is getting the team's mind right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hate to sound like Mister Negrinelli, but. You know, you we I've seen this too much. I'm still broken from past years where we sleepwalk into a game like this. Um, and I maintain that if unless we keep playing like this and go into Florida and, and beat Florida like this, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay this way. Now we do this to Florida and then we whip Florida. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm Mr. Sunshine's gonna show up. Yeah. Well, then you got Auburn, but that's another. Uh, well, I, I, I thought we we're going to lose Auburn to start of the season. But so. I think a, one thing I would say though is that like a win over Florida, like I've already kind of talked about, like this is getting serious. Yeah, yeah. and a win over Florida makes it really serious. Like then you start then like a win over yeah. Florida means you're seven and zero. You're seven and zero, and by then no. you're probably you can't do math. Yeah, by by then you're probably yeah. That many. Yes. Oh, eight no. <laughs> Listeners will know that Scott just stuck up eight fingers. <laughs> and um, But uh, that's when you start getting really, really – that's when you start doing the, okay, the SEC East, we're, we got it yeah. now. Yeah. Well, now the, we'll, we'll, start, be, we'll be 5-0 oh in the They'll comp, also be the running East. those hour-long like BCS projections where they touch the screen and you know Danny Cannell's up there. Well, like, shoot, talking. they're going to actually be in BCS – like when's that start? Like we, we've never been in the BCS talk, right? Like when they, that starts know, in, in October happens. typically. I think it, yeah, we it's like, lose I, something yeah. dumb. Well, yeah, in twelve we were sure. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But, the, but that was before here. they had the it doesn't BCS. count. That's before they had the BCS. Was that the bowl last year of the bowl championship? That wasn't the playoff. That wasn't the CFL. Oh, playoff. I see. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. so they have yeah, so they're doing their top four. Yeah. And then we'll be able to. And they have the dumb show on ESPN. It's like an Now hour Georgia and a half has a chance to be a part of that. So yeah, I'll actually watch Hey, it. I just want a, I want a 3 2 win over Vanderbilt. Yeah, I'll take No, that. you don't. Yes, I do. I mean, I'll take that. I want, frankly, I want sixty to nothing. But yeah, I'll take forty. I'll, I'll take, I'll take forty-one nothing. I'll take, I'll take three to two, and I mean that sincerely. Give me seven more one-point wins. That's yeah. that's all I want. Yeah. And then he will die yeah. because his heart has exploded. Um, the last thing I want to say before we get into the picks, because I know some people uh, foolishly uh, go Turns forward uh, for the picks. Uh, uh, I want to talk about. I, I don't know if everyone's noticed our sound. We are in the new studios. Does it we forgot sound to good? mention Yay. that. We just sound different than like okay. being in my parents' uh, condo. Basement. Yeah, uh, not the basement. They let me out for weekends. Bus bus singer just went, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Sorry, man. That's okay. Uh, but we are in the new studios. We are in Scott's beautiful new home. I have to say this is an absolutely lovely home. It has a kitchen that's going to cause me nothing but trouble. When my, when my the stairwell is really, really pedestrian. I have to say it only went down and up. I would like to have seen a sideways. Not at all interesting. Or like a, uh, an infinite staircase. Uh, but it's a beautiful home, and we are in the studios. And I think it's, this, is, this is where we're going to be for our actual shows. Now, I've missed a few shows. We are actually here. You're not traveling anymore? I'm not traveling to the World Series. I will, I will miss for the World Series. Okay. That's the only one I have. But uh, but that's like after the SEC championship game now, right? No, yeah, it'll be it'll be uh, it'll be in a dome somewhere, Tokyo Dome. We're not going to talk about the Cardinals. We're not going to talk about the Braves and all the badness that's going on with the Braves. We should today. talk about that for a very very brief second. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, their GM got Coffee got fired because fired. Uh, Major League Baseball was uh, investigating him for infractions in the Latin American international, the international, international yeah, there's basically like a very rules, sp- right? A very specific, specific rules yeah. about like yeah. what kind of money you can spend internationally. It's like very collective. Can MLB like yes. discipline a team and actually, take away actually things? what is most likely to happen is we had assigned a kid and I can't tell you his name who was like the top, inter- probably the best international player in four or five years. The Braves signed him Um it's possible that he is going to be declared a free agent. I think that's that's possible. I think it's more likely that they will be spending. Yeah, they'll lose. They'll lose. They'll, money, they'll lose money. money spend and, yeah. So who's going to be the new GM? I know, but I'd like to say one little David moment, Martin. one what? little thing about him that is hilarious. Jeff Passan had a great story about this yes. today, where I kind of like dug into deep, talked to a bunch of his sources that are GMs. Apparently, this is my favorite bit about it because other GMs hated him. Like they hated dealing with him. They hated doing anything with him. And they talked about his infamous 2,000-word text messages. What? He would send 2,000-word text messages no wonder they to hated other him. GMs. Like, and, and so to me, like the idea of, uh, of – for the record, I, as a baseball dude – the Braves are still fine. The Braves, like the like the Braves are still. I still have issues with them as a corporation, but like they have a lot of young talent. They have a lot of good stuff coming up. This is not going to lose from them. So yeah, and, I mean, look, the farm system I still, is still fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if there's an impact on this, the impact is, you know, if the Braves, if things go the way this, they look like they could, you know, nine, 18, 19. 18 could be a much better year. 19 could be... 19, 20, 21 would be the year. Potentially 22. Which is the plan because the Nationals right. are going to lose Harper after that right. and the Mets are going to have their mess. So the East is going to be open to be taken. Right. So, But on the back end is where it'll hurt. Like 21 and 22. Because the way baseball works is that you... I mean, you don't... 
it's really hard to have an immediate impact. Right. Even if even if they take draft picks or, or international pool money. In the best case scenario, you're, you're the number one draft pick is there in like three years, and that's yeah. the best case. Yeah. So unless you're Bob Horner. Oh man, was he good? Pete and Cavilia. Pete and Cavilia. He hit four Biff home runs in one he game. Yes. yes, he did. And did it with like a broken. Yes. Th- he always broke his thumb. Yeah, his thumb was always. Yeah, broken. he had he had probably probably the best curl mullet too. He is strong. He and Ken over Ken Overfell. Ken Overfell had the curly the, the curly mullet. They used to play the mullet. Star Wars theme when Ken Overfell would. Yeah. Come it was out. great. Uh, I mean, Overfell. we did have probably the best fat man lineup in baseball. Yeah. You guys got a lot of good fat guys after the Cardinals had them. You had yes. Overfell, you had Pendleton, so, like so. good, solid fat dude. Terry yeah. Forster never pitched for the Cardinals. The fat tub, infamous Letterman, yes. fat tub of goo. Yeah, yeah. Rick Camp, yeah. Rick Camp, the Rudy best, did. the best pitcher in history. The, trying the home run in that twenty-five <laughs> inning game against the Mets. Oh my God! I'm going to take this opportunity. Last time while we're talking baseball, last week. Georgia State was supposed to host Memphis, mm-hmm. and Memphis canceled the game because they needed to get an extra. They lost the game because of Irma, mm-hmm. so they ended up uh, uh, playing Central Florida. Central right? Florida, yeah. And so they, they lost that game. But I think the next game that Georgia State hosts is October. It's a couple weeks. It's October twenty first. Get thee to a Georgia State game. I, I think. I think they actually have a home game. <laughs> I'm telling you. They have a home game the week that Georgia is off, I believe. I can't, I'm telling you, you will be pleased that you... It's in Turner Field. Like, yes, the football is not of a high quality. There's no question about that. I think Memphis would have beat them by, like, 50 points if they'd actually played that game. But to see a football... You guys have, what, have all been Braves games yeah. in the Turner Field. To see a college football game in that place is an absolutely fascinating experience that I cannot... Uh, recommend that you do those enough. Plus, the beer lines are always short because the students, it's mostly a student crowd and they're not in the beer line. So, if you want like a free slice of pizza, you're going to wait an hour. Otherwise, go get a beer. I'm just saying, you got to. I want to go. You're going to have I'd like gr- to go. I, no one that goes will regret it. It is a very, very fun time. I would like to go. It's probably but not. Probably don't not miss a season. Georgia game for it. Well, no. But like, they got an off week the same week that uh, Georgia State hosts a game. The, the skeptical looks I was getting from Scott. No, Scott was shaking his head the whole time. He, the, the, but I'm not saying hey, because, like, oh, hey, they're so good. But remember, in February, he had the same look on his face about Land United. And now yeah. he. No, is, you're not going to convert me he's, to that. He is fam now. He's all I in. Coach, I coach Legion. soccer now. Well, I mean, you, you hold a clipboard. I, you know, Georgia State's coach is the guy that, uh, that took over for Spurrier. Is Tino Martinez? What? When, when South Carolina, when he, when he resigned. Oh. That guy. No. Galen Hall? No, 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 no. No, the, it's the not guy, Galen when, Hall. When the, interim guy, the interim guy that took over for Spurrier is now Georgia State's coach. Yeah. I messed that up, too. That's not – it wasn't Spurrier. I thought you were I mean, about to throw like Galen Ryan Hall. McClendon? No, it wasn't Galen Hall. It was um, – was Coach Monty at Illinois. No. Zook. Zook. Oh, no, it was not Zook. No, yeah. it was not Zook. But you don't know the guy's name. He's just some guy. Yeah. He's some guy. I forgot his name. All right. Well, speaking of some guys, let's go ahead and start the picks. Yeah, man. Picks. What's happened? And then I've got something very special for y'all that I've been saving. I made it. Oh. We've gotten a couple podcast I'm reviews for that good. recently. So uh, we're going to stay tuned or fast forward, hit the little 15-second button if you don't want to hear the picks because I want y'all to hear the podcast reviews. I have to say, I don't know why someone wouldn't want to hear the picks. I, like, it gets you warmed up for the It's the weekend. vocal minority. Yeah. You know? Uh, I think it's... Uh, but that's why we do it last, so you can have that opportunity. I spoke to one of the vocal minority today on the phone, and he was uh, he has started listening to some of the picks. So. Okay, good. Well, yeah. let's... Uh, I guess you have excited for the week. Yeah, I yeah. think it's right. It's, and 
and info, it's a college football podcast. And just just a little info here. We we I've noticed in the past we've kind of gotten more on the spread part, like talking about that. But these picks are yeah. just straight up like wins. Yep. Um, I'm even though we might spread generally I right. Well, we might we might throw the spread in on these, but uh, we're going to go ahead and start since Will is walking around aimlessly. You got to take. You got to go out the door and hang a left by the uh, pink. By the way, table. Scott's uh, Scott's basement is so big that you can get lost trying to find a fridge in it. I'm literally in a different area code. That's where I am right now. <laughs> yeah. Will did dominate my oldest son in Papa Shot. Yeah. And talk smack after and, he beat him. And then I dominated your oldest son in ping pong, that's, table tennis. That's right. That's right. And walked off like I was a baller. Since Will's not here and the first doing? game is Illinois, should we yes. go ahead and just yeah. go bypass Who, Who's it? Illinois playing? They're playing Iowa. Ill- uh, Iowa. <laughs> Iowa. Why are we whispering? Iowa, Iowa, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, favored by 18 and a half. Yeah. Not that that matters. Okay. So uh, we all picked Iowa. Did you get a Coke? Uh, yeah, I'm leaving your one liter here. As I it's the cutest Coke ever. I know, it's so cute. It's like it makes you feel... Okay, so we picked so, Iowa. We went ahead and did the Illinois Minute while yeah. you were gone. Yeah. I'll, I'll, well, let me say briefly the Illinois Minute, because I was there for the Illinois Nebraska game. Yeah, I was Nebraska. at the Nebraska okay, game. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll make an exception. I was there for the Illinois <laughs> Nebraska game. Um, it's at the uh, the Colonnades class. I, I got to sit in the fancy seats we get to drink. Yeah. Like the fancy. So very, very fun. It's My nice father in it. had it very, very nice up there. It makes 28-6 miserable losses a lot less miserable. Are you there with your dad, too? I was with my dad, yeah. So it was 28-6. They got totally wiped out. Illinois looked awful. Uh, Jeff George Jr. has officially been named the starting quarterback wow. for their game uh, at Iowa because uh, uh, Chase Crouch cannot throw the ball at all. Um, I, you were literally 100 yards from my old office. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. Yeah, I, I know I could. I, I, my dad could smell it. And um, but they. But anyway, so I, I realized briefly, like, I can't use this joke for me. So I have to uh, give it over to my father. That's not, in fact, true. But the last thing on that is here is this blew me away. And this is the big difference between Illinois football and really not. I think Illinois football and any sort of respectable football. Before the game, obviously, Nebraska was playing at Illinois. So Nebraska is a huge fan base that travels very, very well. Before the game, Illinois, the Illinois band, to welcome Nebraska to the game, played the Nebraska fight song. What? The marching Illini played the Nebraska fight song. I would have walked song. out. Did you walk out? Well, I, some, there was a lot of alcohol. It's some there, sort so. of like corn and thing with corn. But what was it? I never heard it before. But what was amazing? Is that Luke course, Bryan song? Corn makes whiskey or something like that. There's more than corn. You lost me. You said Luke Bryan. <laughs> but the thing that's amazing about that, of course, is Nebraska brings so many fans yeah, that, of course, they all start screaming the fan song. The Cornhusker team gets really fired up, and they all start charging out of the tunnel. I'm like, guys, there's being nice Midwestern welcoming. I'm about to call Josh Whitman. Yeah, and there's this. Don't do that again. It's terrible. So you so, pick Illinois or Iowa? Iowa. I, yeah. I watched them play for four hours. I, I'm he, not picking he's Illinois. Off, he's off the train. I'm off the train. Okay. Uh, Thursday night game, Louisville at NC State. By the way, we have a Thursday night game in the pool this week. Get your picks in. Yes, get them in. Two ranked teams. NC State. 17 and 24. You're NC pick State. A, okay. Is the game in Louisville? It's or? in NC State. It's in, it's is in, it Carter-Finley? It's in NC State, wherever that is. Carter-Finley in Raleigh. Okay. NC State. I knew it was somewhere in that triangle. They call it a triangle, but I've never been to any of those cities. I'm still very confused by North Carolina State. That South Carolina loss keeps throwing me off, but I think that might just be like that time where South Carolina beat North Carolina and North yep, Carolina and really North good the rest of the year. The rest of their games. I think North Carolina State wins. Okay. I'm going to go with NC State as well. Uh, Duke at Virginia. Be a great basketball game. Is Duke still in Adidas school? Sure. <laughs> I 
think they, they had some awesome helmets last week. Did you see that against Miami? Yeah, I like the little the, that was a cool the silver Friday night. Silver, yeah, it was really, a little really Friday night. night was a really low key, interesting night. Yeah, I know. I was at the worst game because they were actually really. I mean, let's not forget USC lost to Washington State. Mike Leach. Like well, Mike Leach having his, his moment. by the way his quote at the end of the game uh, like it, it was like Woodstock but no no one was naked yeah everything <laughs> about him is awesome everything yeah there's awesome. yeah uh, Duke 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 I'm gonna pick that one as well uh, Mark Richt at Florida State oh this is rescheduled from week three because of Irma. So Miami at three and zero goes into Florida State, who's thankful to be one and two. They got to win. Florida State's on the board. <laughs> Imagine if they lost that game; they'd be staring down zero and four. They'd be staring down like mid October before their first win. Is this where Mark Rick? This know, is the question, right? This is a Mark Rick coach team undefeated. Like, this is a Mark Rick special. I'm th- yeah. See, y'all are sitting here thinking, saying what I'm thinking. Yeah. And look, everybody's like, "Oh, FSU, blah blah blah." Let's not forget they lost their starting quarterback. In the fourth quarter of a game against Alabama, who really shouldn't have been in there. I am really loath to pick Miami in this game because it has all the hallmarks. You know, a Mark Rick team going into a place where you have some advantages, you're playing better than, quote unquote, better than a team that you um, have struggled with. It's been a long time since Miami has beat FSU. I, I'm, that sounds like a stat I probably made up, but I think it's true. I don't think it ends this week. I pick FSU. Yeah, this is. This will let you know whether to get serious about what what's happening over there. If Miami can win this game, I agree. I'm also picking Florida State. Florida State's not ranked. Miami's ranked 13th, undefeated. And you know what? Snap judgment. I would have picked. Oh, Miami's going to win this. But yes, the I think the Mark Rick factor until he. I mean, he's got the go. Look how dark we got. Look how dark we got. I'm going to have to go with. uh, Well, I mean, I did it because I want to sit with Matt Leach at Atlanta United game again. Well, preseason, I predicted Miami to win, but I'm going to have to go against that. I'm going to pick Florida State. Uh, Notre Dame at North Carolina. North Carolina is not. A very good Notre team. Dame's going to beat them. Yeah, North Carolina's fault. Notre Dame. It's funny. Uh, getting back to the solid verbal, uh, Rubenstein also has this great thing called he calls the Sudoku game, <laughs> where basically if you, you you learn from that game that you open up other parts of the board, you're like, oh, that's a three. That's right. I actually think that would be better called a minesweeper yeah, game. Minesweeper. That feels like a minesweeper right. game. Yeah, that's right. When He's you got open, it wrong. Yeah, when right. you open up the half of the board. That and so I feel like there's been a bunch of minesweeper games that have shown that Notre Dame is actually pretty good. I've been saying I. I picked them for the New Year Six already. I mean, yeah. I started the season with them, New York Six. So I think they New York, wipe out New Year Six. That was unintentional. Okay. That they wipe, wipe out North Carolina. Yeah, Notre Dame as well. Yeah, uh, West Virginia TCU. That's a really, really weird, fun game. I think TCU wins this the game. The crazy thing is, it's a Big Twelve game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's funny. It's it not. Is. It's not. It's not Conference USA. Um, yeah, I think TCU wins big. Yeah, I think TCU is They're legit. legit, man. Yep, I'm going to go with TCU as well. Uh, Mike Leach at Oregon. <laughs> this is fun. This is this is tough. Oregon's four and one. Well, Sneaky because four. it's Oregon, they've already lost their starting quarterback. Yeah, they uh, had a horrible injury week. They like everybody got hurt for them oh. this week. Yeah, I mean it's the ghost of Dennis Dixon yeah, again, yeah. right? I mean he's alive, but um, <laughs> yeah, Prefontaine. Yeah, what? <laughs> Um, because it's your useless dreams, Steve. Because it's not. <laughs> because it's not. For that because it's not Portland State. I'll pick Washington State. I'm picking Washington State as well. I'm gonna go with Oregon. Because I like Willie Quack. Taggart. I like his name. Quack. He wears a whistle. Quack. Um, Quack. He does. He wears a whistle during the game. When one coach to another. Yeah. Quack. Yeah. I am a coach. I am a soccer coach. <laughs> uh, Michigan. <Buddy. laughs> What's your formation? 
I think it's like a two three two. Or something like that. Is that <laughs> two, right? Two three two two one two. We play six dudes at a time. <laughs> I just yeah. want to know what the formation. Is. We're, we're a quick attacking team. We yeah. don't we don't play much defense. We like to take uh, take it to the opponent. Play very physical. Ask Walker. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> my son might have should have gotten a red card. Gotten, uh, yeah, probably a couple. Week. I love it though, man. That's good. You want you hey, want your Jermaine if you, Jones? If you're not afraid, if you if you don't want to cheat, you don't want to win. That's yeah. right. Well, I just figured out offside like two weeks ago so all I do during the game is like yeah. you're offside and then I finally realized like I'm telling the ref that my guys are offside yeah, yeah, I'm yelling at the kids like get on sides and then you hear a whistle yeah. I don't know some of the some of the refs don't even know it uh, yeah. yeah I definitely don't well I know it now um, anyway uh, Michigan State at Michigan. we'll talk about icing next week yeah. <laughs> there we go. Michigan State who icing that's hockey yeah, yeah. Michigan State Michigan yeah, it's funny. Michigan State actually, I was impressed they beat Iowa. I, I, yeah. It's funny how Iowa is already, after having their breakthrough season last year, doing what Iowa always does, which is have a step down the next season. Uh, I still feel like Michigan still has not figured it out. Their offense is a little goofy right now. They have not quite nailed that down. I still think they beat Michigan State. Is this game in East Lansing or in Ann Arbor? It's hard. Ann Arbor. I got to pick Michigan then. Yeah, I'm going to pick. Uh... Michigan as well. It's not going to be pretty, but they'll find a way to win. All right, now we get into the real football, SEC country. Well, I take that back. Alabama's going to A&M, so it's like a <laughs> Southwest Conference SEC game. And it's getting figured out a little bit for a record. Like, it looked a couple weeks ago. Can that, you guess the spread on this game? Uh, 21? Uh, 32. 25 and a half. Okay. <laughs> and it's fun. To, like, it wasn't long where, like, someone is toast He's done. This is over. They've won two in a row this, since then. They look like the, the third best team in the SEC West. Is that fair? Uh, yeah. I assume they're they're warming up and they're not saying they're pricing for out. The scout team's like, we're pricing for generic team. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm moving it right now to my highest confidence. Yeah. Because yeah. I always forget. It's Alabama. Alabama, Alabama is going to go. Scott's moving up to 139. Saying, but if you take a step back and look at Alabama's regular season schedule, this is probably their second toughest game they have left. Yeah, because they got Arkansas, Tennessee, and LSU all at home. Yeah. Uh, like, that's hard. And then they're at Auburn. Iron Bowl, yeah. And they got yeah, Auburn's a tough yeah. game, and that's yeah, it. the road game on the Mississippi, Mississippi State on yeah. the road. Like, yeah. this is, okay, maybe maybe Mississippi State the road. Who's better? Mississippi, that's really the question. Who's better, Mississippi State or Texas A&M? Is that third uh, best probably A&M. West team? Yeah. So this is probably the – like, think, think about what Alabama has done so far and what we've talked about Texas A&M. This is their second toughest game they have left the rest of the season. That's kind of amazing. I mean, this game has potential to be weird, right? Uh, For a half. What time or, is it start? Or beyond. Sorry. Well, oh, sorry. Just tell us. 715. So 715. 715. Just subtract 715. This is ESPN2. This is ESPN2, right? ESPN2. The 15 doesn't matter. Just subtract 12 from the first. I looked at the 15 first. 15. Carry the one. Divide by 24. Somehow it's 24 degrees Celsius. Yeah, this game has potential to be weird, but still it's Alabama's game. Cool. Uh, Missouri one and three goes Kentucky. Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky tried to lose. Last they week. were a little wobbly last week, but Missouri is they're terrible. Bad, 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 yeah. bad, bad, bad. Uh, Mississippi at Auburn. Yeah, I mean Auburn's twenty one and a half favorite. I think that's a given. Yeah, yeah. Auburn. One of my uh, one of my good friends uh, that that hosted us in Mississippi last year. Yeah. I didn't even bother mentioning Saturday to yeah. him. Yeah. That, was, just, that was nice. Of you. It's been a rough. Few you're a fine months. person. Yeah, it's been a rough. I didn't even, yeah, it's been a rough few months for. Um, it's been a rough 
week or two for LSU. <laughs> they go. They have Flaw. to revisit Flaw. the game that was messed up last. This should be a home game for LSU, but they're going to Florida. Florida's favored by six and a half, but Florida is really injured. I still don't know how they're ranked 21st because they've looked terrible in every game. Um, I'm going to go with a bounce back with Ogeron just because he can't afford another loss. Do you think he gets fired if he loses this game? I don't. His buyout is way too big. No, you you no, you don't. Um, They. What if LSU doesn't make a bowl game? Look, they tried, but they tried to make you. You get to blame whatever happened. On still on miles right now, yeah. um, even though clearly that's not what's right. happening. Yeah, you mean the guy that won your national championship and else didn't well, like that, but this, <laughs> like, that's narrative. Yeah, um, uh, no, I did. I mean, I guess if they finish o o for the rest of the season and start getting blown out, and the team rolls over and there's fighting, they, they fought against Troy. They tried, but see, it, but isn't that more damning? Isn't it more bad? Isn't it worse that LSU actually played pretty hard and didn't actually make a huge number of mistakes? They just got beaten. Troy's a little bit better than we. Darius Geis is out. Look, this is this is Danny Etling. This is the rap on Orgeron teams that they they have no fight in the way he coaches. Is that we they don't. They don't plan for things. They don't plan for being behind. I mean, he's, he's Mr. Positive, Mr. Let's have a monster drink and let's go out there and we're going to raw, 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 raw football. <laughs> and so when you get punched in the mouth, you have no framework with which yeah. to come back from that. Um, fortunately for LSU, Florida is not a punch them in the mouth team. I'm picking LSU. I'll take LSU as well. I think I've already said that, but I'm going to take him again. I'm, I'm not taking LSU. You're going to take Florida? I'm taking Florida. That's, that's a wise pick. Noted Florida fan, Will Leach. Because <laughs> he always says Florida, Georgia. Ugh. I'm, uh, the, uh, what's, what's the sound the teeth make? I don't know. Whatever it is, that's what I'm trying to do. The teeth with the alligator. No, no, no. Stop with your hands. I know, <laughs> I, try, I know it's a jump. I'm just trying to make fun of it. But then I actually did it and became the joke myself. <laughs> All right, who is the coach of South Carolina? Oh, it's Will Muschamp. Uh, agent he, Bill. Agent. Agent William Muschamp. Muschamp. Well, he's got Comrade. Bert. He's got Burke. Hey, Burke. Burke has Bert. gained some weight in the offseason. Well, he's the new dad, so that's what yeah. we do. I, honestly, he's the new dad. Like, yeah, we all gained weight when he's, we got yeah. Yeah. Old, He's kind of old to be a new dad. Yeah. Is it he, changed his life. It changed his life. Is he, in, is he too well, old? Well, it's disappointing dad? Arkansas at 2-2 two two, going to South Carolina 3-2. Tell me who's favorite and what the spread is. I'm guessing South Carolina by Two South Carolina by five, Arkansas by two and a half. Whoa! What? <laughs> yeah. Well, Vegas knows something we don't. Yeah, Arkansas. I'm South Carolina. I'm no, Arkansas. 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 Yeah. No, I'm South Arkansas. I'm, I'm going to take Arkansas. I'm too excited about that win over North Carolina State. I know it's stupid. He but. is going to go to Cherokee after this game and put all the monies on black. <laughs> Listen, South Carolina was a little bit better last year than we gave him credit for, and they're a little bit better again this year. Yeah, I'm going to regret picking South Carolina. I mean Arkansas, but I'm staying with it. And uh, Georgia Vanderbilt. Yeah, we've we've already said. Did we pick that? I don't think we actually did an we official didn't a, prediction. We didn't give a. We usually do, but we did not. So this time. I are we going to have a little tiny Roquan Smith? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this feels like a game that Georgia has. Let's put aside the last five weeks. Um, this feels like a game that Georgia should win. I mean, just on just purely on paper, and again, the game's not played on paper, but it should win. You know, twenty-eight twenty. Um, twenty-eight, seventeen. Twenty-eight to twenty. Hold on. Um, would you just look at it? Um, I and I, I made a long pronunciation about what's going to happen. How I'm going to be a sunshine pumper after Florida. This feels like an easy 
14-point game for Georgia, even if the very worst-case scenario happens. Well, not the worst-case scenario. But even if Georgia plays like they play against the first nine minutes against Tennessee, it feels like it, you know, 30-17 to 17 or, you know, 24-10, somewhere in that range. Um, Georgia wins comfortably, but not convincingly. Yeah, this feels like 30-13, to 13, like a game where Georgia is clearly the better team and Vanderbilt really never gets anything going, but it's not a stomping. Right. That's what it sounds about. Right. right. I mean, we could shut them out. I mean, we could shut them out. It's just... I feel like you need the emotional component to shut them out that I don't know if is there. <laughs> I tell you what. Scott, Scott, once again, showing the powers of a podcast medium by writing something on a piece of paper and showing it to us. That's, no. uh, that's, that's, that's bold. I, I just I can't be there. I can't be there. I'm well, still damaged goods. I can't be there. I'm, I'm predicting 45 to nothing because last week, Kirby had to settle for the field goal instead of getting 45 because Eason overthrew his receiver in the end zone, and so he had to get that field goal and to make it 41. Wait a minute, why, why, didn't, why, didn't, why didn't we settle for a field goal the first time because Fromm underthrew his receiver? I'm not defending Fromm versus Eason. We're all on the same okay. team we're right okay. I'm just going to say he's going to get his 45, and Vanderbilt is not going to score. So If Issa would have been from Warner Robins, he'd have made that throw. <laughs> That's right. That's right. By the way, have you seen some of the stuff, the, um, the Jake from State Prom, when you're – no. I don't know when your insurance runs out in the fourth quarter or something. I don't know. Yeah, Jake Superior, less than Jake. That's the solid oh, verbal. God. That's the solid yes, verbal yes. And all the white Jakes. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Uh, so new I promised... studio. Love the new studio. Love Thank it. you. I just, I yeah, we have some I reviews. Can't over. I can't get over the new podcast you. reviews. Thank you for the new studio. Yeah, podcast reviews. Uh, yeah, we've, we've gotten four podcast reviews in the month of September. No. They were... This is very important to Scott, so thank you. Yeah, yeah no. no, it is. Oh, you know, no... It's, it's frankly important to us. Like, is to it? get new reviews, okay. it's always good to get It's okay. always good to get new reviews. It's always good to get new this reviews. This is why on the Grish and Lee's podcast that I do, we actually bribe them. To give us can reviews. we bribe? Can we bribe? Because what we do on the yeah, Grizzlies. we have a, we have definitely we'll have Chad check the bribery statues. <laughs> what we do in the Grizzlies we podcast is, is if you give us a review on iTunes and list the name of a movie you want us to talk about, we'll review it on the show. Yeah, that's we, right. I we can re- out, we can review a movie. I tweeted out to somebody that they needed to review your show and ask Will and <laughs> Will and uh, Tim, Tim to review the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. See. But you have to get the no. version. But you have to get the version of before they took out the guys lying on the freeway, because the, the theatrical version has them lying on the freeway. Oh, yeah. But yes, then someone did that and, and got died. killed, as it happens when you lie right, on, on a the freeway. freeway. And so they took it out for the for the for the video version. Right. Okay. Well, maybe what we'll do is if they give us a pod, if if someone gives us a podcast review, we will talk about a famous Georgia game from the past of their choosing. You know what? How about this? How about if they give us a review and ask us any question in that review, uh-huh. we'll answer it on this podcast, and we'll do one a week. Fair, that, fair. That's very fair. That seems very right. good. We'll do one challenge a week. accepted. Ch- so, all right. So um, let's go to September. Uh, Double Dog Eleven. I like it. D- <laughs> they gave us a five star review. <laughs> Scott just once again shows the powers of the, <laughs> the podcast. Uh, right. Um, okay, so they gave us a five star review. It was titled Fun Listen. A friend from college turned me on to this podcast and it hasn't disappointed. I love getting my weekly dose of Georgia sports talk here. 
Also, I once babysat Scott's kids several years ago, and he, I think, accidentally paid me way too much. Cocktails may have been involved in his mistake. <laughs> anyway, give these guys a try. Oh, man. Scott's at, Scott, are you writing reviews now? Yeah. I don't know. Scott's at CrossFit land now. You're not getting overpaid anymore. <laughs> no, that's a legit Can, review. Scott, what's it going to take, by the way, for you to have a drink with us again at one of these podcasts? It's coming. It's coming. I understand that you're in full CrossFit mode. I mean, mode. he's gronking out right now. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I he's going to get a tattoo. Did I show you my before and after? Oh, yes. 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 You let's, did. Can we do not, not worry. Let's not do it anymore. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, I was but I'm just saying. Look, what, he was jacked. How about if they beat, if they say, un, don't show it to me again. <laughs> Good God. I think it's your wallpaper. It is. Um, but oh my if, God! Are you serious? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but if how about this? Shout out though, Coney CrossFit. You'll have a if you <laughs> well you'll have a drink with us if they stay undefeated through Florida. Yeah, Is that fair? Absolutely. absolutely. Okay. okay, fair enough. Yeah, or I'm they, not going to be sober for undefeated yeah, through yes. Florida. It's going to be all right. Like that's a, one podcast review down. Gronk like monster drink. Here to uh, sixty nine. Uh, okay, J and M Mac on September eighteenth. Go dogs is the title. Five star review. Haven't missed one yet. One of the more interesting UGA podcasts out there. Scott does a fantastic job <laughs> editing them. Are you sure you're not doing reviews? <laughs> He's like Durant. I'm positive. <laughs> I'm positive. So that was a legitimate review because mm-hmm. I do not know who J&M Mac are. But thank you, J&M Mac. Um, all right, September 20th. Title of his Scott's my favorite. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm done. They, they, well, actually, hold on. I was wondering why I saw your children besting around on on iTunes. Really. Uh, September 20th. No eyes, McGee. No eyes, McGee. All right, that's the name of it. Five star review. Love the show. I've been a listener for two years and I love it. Keep up the good work, guys. Go dogs. All right, that's good. I like our new initiative. I like our new initiative. Yes. Yeah. If you give any us question. a review, any qu- we will answer anything. Yes. Any question. Any question. And, um, um, and I'm, I'm skeptical. Because unlike the current administration, we are accountable for the people to which that we govern. So what you're saying is that the people that listen to us just don't want stuff done for them. Yeah. I ha- yes, exactly. Exactly. I had to get one in. We almost made it through a whole show. That's fine. Because uh, this is another good one. This is the final one we've got. September twentieth, Paris Walton. Somebody's real. Yeah, I know, I know Paris. Yeah. You do? Yeah, he's a he's a pretty decent follow on on the uh, on the Twitter. Okay, he's I'll a do. he's a unrequited. He's like a converted Nebraska fan. Well, I, I like Paris. Uh, top UGA podcast I found. Wow, five star review. Suck it, Chapel Bell Curve. <laughs> <laughs> so Paris, he says, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but this is the only UGA centric one. As I like the mix of homerism and outsiderish viewpoints with Leach and the production value from Duval is great. I have pregnant pause there. The, let me reset. Let me reset that. Let me restate that. The production value from Duval is great. Period. What do you say? It's Georgia centric for sure, but it's supposed to be, and that's why we listen. Since there are three hosts, I don't think guests would make a lot of sense, but the occasional one-offs with Emerson and Sally are nice. Though Leach obviously handles those better, as he's more of a natural interviewer. Anyway, keep it up, guys. Hey, Parrish. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> no mention of Tony. It's fine. Follow Leach. It's fine. So those are our podcast yeah. reviews. Well, funny story. Yeah. You've heard me talk about, at the beginning of the season, or back in the preseason, about 
the outside linebackers and people saying outside linebackers, I don't understand why they're so good. Parrish Walton actually tweeted that to me. And that's that was the impetus for me to write the post at the Georgia Sports Blog. I'm not following this guy. Yeah, his, uh, it's, I think it's Parrish Walton. Parrish so Walton. Uh, he's Walton uh, he's actually a pretty interesting follow and and uh he's 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 got some pretty interesting views on stuff. So Parrish thanks, Parrish. Walton, Even though you didn't mention me and you you said Will's better than me at stuff, which is actually true. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, Parrish Walton, when you right right now it's ten eleven PM on a Monday, you just got followed. Here, well, so note on that, Monday. Uh, what are you talking about? It's okay, Tuesday it's afternoon. Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. I've been traveling a lot, Tony. <laughs> it's actually it's actually Monday. Oh you monster. <laughs> so Okay, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Is this the part of the podcast where we cuss and you have to take stuff out? No, please okay. no. Yeah. So can we end it now? I think well, we I think we should. I would like to, the, one last time. This is a terrific podcast studio. I'm delighted to be here. This has been a very, I joked about the day, but this has been a very, very difficult day. Obviously, in yes. the wake of Las Vegas, yeah. uh, Tom Petty seems to be, Ugh. like, it's just been a, just a crap day. Uh, 2017, 2017. I was joking about how, like, literally Twitter today was just a hell machine. Like, every time I looked at it, it was just something terrible in the world. I'd like to thank you two gentlemen for giving me the opportunity to sit here and drink bourbon with you in this in our new digs cheers to oh yeah right to, yeah sorry scott's got his bottled water his bottled water but uh nevertheless uh to have the opportunity to escape from that a little bit and talk some georgia football well it was fun to all be together for the first time in quite some time know, which is my fault i'm actually getting competent at skype i'm now recording i'm able it to send them a scott yeah. uh, i finally figured that out in two years so but you know we even guys. It's more fun we do it. It's more fun we do it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, more Tony fun and I did it last week, and we put on, we clicked the little video camera so we could see each other. <laughs> that <laughs> was cute. really weird. That was very weird. How cute! That's very <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, Tony was doing. He didn't. He a couple times he forgot I was on. Yeah, they did some stuff. There was some stuff. Um, <laughs> got a little too comfortable. Let's see the was, hands, pal. <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't wearing shorts, but uh, you know, we have Vanderbilt in a few days. Um, whether we like it or not, they're an SEC East win. Takes us a 3-0 if we win this game. Um, you like to say all the goals are still in front of us, and it feels like more than that This right now at this point in the season. Only one thing I have to say about that is go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. If you haven't left us a podcast review yet, here's your little bit of extra incentive. As Will mentioned, leave us an iTunes slash Apple podcast, whichever one you want to call it, a rating and review, and ask us a question or two. We will promise to answer that question on a future episode for you to hear. And you can find us on Twitter as well. You can tweet our show at WSLS Podcast. And even though Twitter is our main outlet for online communication, we would invite you to follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Anchor. Just look us up with that whole at WSLS podcast handle. For those of you heading out to Vanderbilt this weekend, enjoy your trip to the Music City and safe travels as well. We'll be back next Monday for our postgame podcast, and we'll see you on campus next week as Missouri rolls into Athens for a homecoming weekend night game. Should be a good one, and maybe a blackout too. One can hope. Go dogs.